Welcome to the Turning Point Podcast. I am your host, Marita Espada. If you are already a fan of the podcast, welcome back. If you are new to the podcast, I speak with top creators and entrepreneurs as we discuss business, creativity, mental health, and how those may interconnect with each other. Do you believe your circumstances can shape the direction of your life? Well, my guest today shares his journey on how he overcame adversity and failure. Sean Harper is a former seven-year American football offensive tackle in the NFL who played for the Rams and the Colts, and he also appeared on MTV's Made. Sean knows what it feels like to encounter failures, roadblocks, and disappointments. Growing up on the south side of Columbus, Ohio, Sean had to overcome failure, adversity, and learning disabilities. But he discovered the secrets to unlocking the winning edge. And now he speaks all over the world, training others to win in business and in life. But before we begin with the show, if you are enjoying the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would follow, subscribe, share the podcast with a friend, and maybe even leave a rating and a review. It would mean the world to me. And now, let's kick off the show. Hi, Sean. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast today. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. So just to kick off the episode, I want to learn a little bit about your background and your journey. Um, I do a little intro at the beginning of the podcast so people know a little bit about you, but just how did you get from, well, I don't want to get into the story myself because it's not my story to tell. So I'm going to let you do that. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, Well, I don't know if this is mentioned in my intro or not, but I played about seven years professional football, played for the Rams and played for the Colts. I played over in NFL Europe as well. I had a great time and a great experience playing professional football, but I probably traveled one of the most unlikeliest roads. And it was my travel or my ascend that allowed me to, you know, uh, pull and to extract life lessons, everything from having four to five documented learning disabilities, repeating the first grade, uh, being laughed at my entire life, single parent setting, uh, grew up po, not poor, but po, big difference. Uh, and <laughs> and um, uh, being kicked out of two schools for disciplinary issues, left high school with a 1.62 accumulative GPA, not on my ACT. Out of 154 seniors to graduate, my academic ranking was 154. Barely started in high school football. I wasn't even uh, voted honorable mention all conference. And I get a phone call from a junior college, a two-year school in Mason City, Iowa. And they asked me to come play football. And I was trying to figure out why, you know. Uh, the coach said I had this thing called potential, you know. And, and, and uh, from there, uh, after sitting the bench the first year, I kind of made up a paradigm. I made a paradigm shift in my life and it was more centered, not around success, but centered around winning. And so I began to look at life from, um, from a winner's perspective. And it forced me to look at life differently, look at opportunities, uncover hidden opportunities. I didn't know that was there. Uh, And, and, and I was able to, you know, kind of, for the lack of a better word, MacGyver life. Right. And, uh, 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 from there, I was able to go on to Indiana University and then playing in the NFL. And I took the same concepts, the things that I learned, uh, laws and strategies and tactics uh, that I learned to circumvent the, you know, uh, ascending in the NFL to in the corporate world. And so the rest is history. That's amazing. 
And so you played in the NFL. And so what made you switch, I guess, from playing in the NFL to going into being a motivational speaker and specifically for more of corporate companies, right? Or do you coach individuals as well? Yeah, I do individuals. Uh, love, love to do corporate training and coaching, speaking. Um, the switch happened. It, it, was, it was weird. It was actually, it kind of found me. Uh, what happened is that I was you know, speaking one day in sociology class. At the end of class, S210, Ballantyne Hall, Indiana University, this young lady walks up to me. She says, Sean, have you ever noticed how people look at you when you speak? I said, no. She said, pay attention next time. And that Thursday, I went in, I started speaking. And sure enough, everyone was looking at me. And at that moment, you know, I kind of realized that, you know, you have a gift. The gift is there. And playing uh, for the NFL, one of the amazing things the NFL does is that uh, they have sponsorships for speaking engagements. And so if you ever uh, live in a city or near an NFL team, on the off season, they have players that are readily available to do autograph sessions, PR work, charity ball games. And I would always sign up for those opportunities. And I would speak uh, during the off season. And when I retired, I was expecting that to kind of drop off a bit, but the opposite happened. It just kept going and going and going. And the rest is history. Here I am. And I love the story because I feel like we feel inspired when others come from that background. Like for myself, like I have dyslexia and ADHD wow. and for the longest time, I didn't think I could do basically anything. And so I started working for several corporate companies and doing my own side business and got to a really good place financially and, and mentally. And I think it's inspiring when you talk to young people who struggle with learning disabilities to see someone that has been able to do something with themselves. So I really, I really love your story and I love that you share with others. And if, if we could maybe unpack this a little bit more um, for yourself in your journey, how do you think one can like overcome adversity, overcome learning disabilities, overcome the lack of resources financially that they might have if they want to do something with their lives. So let me speak to the actual learning, the, the actual learning disability label. That's very important uh, because mm -hmm. I believe in, in fact, I remember I was being tested, right? And, you know, they spent like four days testing me with shapes and just whatever memory and uh, me too. <laughs> you know, and they called my mom in and said, ma'am, your son has five documented learning disabilities and we have a slew of resources and blah, blah, blah. We're going to do this and that. And there's things he won't be able to do. My mom just stood up. She got very angry. She's like, you will not label my boy. And she, in her own little way, was teaching me how to reframe that. Okay. Because now they're like, you are disabled, which means that you're disqualified for certain things. Yeah. And uh, she kind of rephrased it was like, basically for lack of a better word, word or phrase is that you're not disabled, you are uniquely enabled. And so I was like, wait a second, you know, you know, I have weaknesses. However, I have strengths and she did everything in her power to get me to even forget about that meeting. And she's like, focus on your strengths. And she uh, taught me uh, 
actual uh, uh, coping and stabilizing techniques and, and other ways to where I could focus on my strength, use my strengths to actually achieve. I had to develop social skills on a whole new different level just to get people to study with me. And, and I just had to plot and plan and strategize. And I would bring a tape recorder to class and I would you know play the tape just to hear, because if I can hear it once or twice, you know, I can, you know, able to get it versus read and writing it down. And just and and actually I took those tools and that concept and I just allow it to just carry me through life. I'm not disabled. I'm uniquely enabled. And everyone, everyone has strengths and weaknesses. Um, it's, 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 it's what do you do with those strengths and weaknesses? Like, you know, people love superheroes. We love Superman, right? But guess what? Superman has a glaring weakness in his kryptonite. Yep. But you don't see Superman like, well, you know, um, that kryptonite is, you know, that's my disability. <laughs> you know, I can't really focus on that. No way, no. It's like, hey, Batman, cover that up so I can do what I got to do. Yeah, and I agree. And for example, like for me with with ADHD, a lot of it comes, uh, a part of it is obsessive compulsive disorder comes with a little bit with ADHD. And so I obsess over a lot of things. But then people see that as like a learning disability. But for me, it helped me achieve goals because I would obsess over something and I would hyper-focus. And when you hyper-focus, you move yourself from A to B to achieve what you want to do. So yes. I started turning it around into, right. well, this is a, a problem, right? OCD, gets you get medicated. I was like, no, how can I use this to my advantage to obsess right. over what I want to do? We will get to our conversation in just a moment. But before we do, I want to give you all a few quick reminders. If you would like to view more free content relating to creativity, business, and mental clarity, and how can this help you as a creator and entrepreneur, visit maritaespara.com. I have an entire section with free resources that can help you along the way. This episode is sponsored by Skillshare. Skillshare is a platform where you can learn anything from photography, coding, and marketing. It's a place to go to leverage an existing skill or learn a new one. If you sign up with my link, you can receive two premium weeks free, completely free of charge. All the links are in the description of the episode. With that said, back to the show. As you know what you you are you are 100 correct in fact congratulations on that i drive my office crazy right i have i own a security firm and and, and you know i'm in and out of offices all day like let's do this so finally i've learned this you know just get maybe two maybe sometimes three extra virtual assistants right and i'm just like hey i need this done i need this done i need this done i need this done and, and, and they're like wow but you know what i'm processing at a much higher level and a much higher rate so i need extra people but you know what i get the job done and that's the way i was created and and that's one of the biggest things that we have to do that you have to embrace who you are and every part of who you are to not to actually to to reject yourself is to reject the call that's been given to you. It's to reject the creator that made you. So you have to come and make peace with yourself, make peace with your past and accept who you are for the time that you have here. I'm interested in learning a little bit more of 
before you became a motivational speaker and you were um, probably doing the tryouts and all these things to get into the NFL, did you have a lot of people telling you you will never get there? Oh, yeah. And oh, how did I, you get your mind into like, this is what I want to do? And how did you get ready to, to so get into the NFL? I remember playing at uh, junior college and, and, and I wrote it down on a sheet of paper. I was like, the NFL, that's where I'm going. And uh, one day my same friends walked in and they, they looked at that like, man, what is that? I said, man, that's my goal. That's the NFL. And they began to laugh. And uh, I had to, I had to excuse him out of the rooms. Like, you know, you get out, you get out, you get out, you know, and I begin to double down. I, once you begin to write your vision down, you move out of creation and you move into something more powerful and that's manifestation. The NFL, that's where I'm going. And it's really weird because you have to watch the signs and the symptoms of manifestation. And one of the signs and symptoms of manifestation is that the relationships around you begin to strain. They begin to change because you're changing and you're not the same person. And they'll make an attempt to keep you in the box, but you keep focusing on that. You keep growing. It's like you begin to like move past them, move through them. Uh, and then you begin to move to and towards your purpose and your destiny. Yeah. I, I don't know if you agree with this, but for me, when there are a lot of people that make fun of like vision boards or maybe journaling and things like that, for me, if I don't, if I don't get things out of my head to able to see them and strategize to do what I want to do, it doesn't happen because I yeah. get in my head and I start thinking about the blockers. Um, is that something that you recommend to other people Is something that you do yourself? Well, uh, one of the things I've learned not to do, this is weird because everyone's different, right? Yeah. One of the things, one of the things I've learned not to do is to talk about it too much. Yeah. But sometimes when you talk about it too much, it begins to lose its power. Not only that, when you talk about things in this infancy stage, you begin to empower other people to destroy the vision that's in you. So sometimes you got to keep your mouth shut and you got to put your nose to the ground and you got to just grind it out or find one or two select people to share the vision with. Because some people act as spiritual midwives. They will birth a vision. They will birth a vision in you. They will help you and they will you know, push you towards that. We can't do it alone. You cannot do it alone. Yeah. I work in the tech industry and they, when two engineers are trying to figure out a problem, they call it rubber ducking. Like you're using that one engineer as a rubber duck. Yeah. And that it's that's how I think about it in life when you're trying to like set a goal and do something is having that one person where yes. you can maybe a B test. If you're, for example, if you're writing a book, like the title of your book, Hey, do you like this one versus this one? But if you keep sharing it with too many people at the same time, then their opinions, I believe influence yes. where you want to take that book or whatever project it is. That was an example, yes. but yes, I agree Be with that. Because a lot of times, the goal in the dream is not happening. You know, it's not so much as happening to you, it's happening through you. And uh, you have to be very selective. It's guess what? It's not only other ideas, it's negative energy. So people are like, you know what? I'm not for you. I'm not for what you're trying to do. No way. It's not going to happen. And you can stifle, you can stifle the goal. You sure can. It can happen. It can die. Yes. No. I know that you you have a book, and correct me if I'm wrong, called the the Winning Edge, and I know that you share some principles in in I, that book. And I don't want to cut from the powerful um, details that you probably share in that book. 
Um, but do you want to share a little bit about it so folks get, get really into it? And, I'm not and be like, tell I want to. I, I, I don't want you to share your book, but I want you to share your book. Right. Yeah. Guess what? I want to share too much of it, but just the sweet spot to you get people what? really guess, into it. Guess, guess what I'm going to do. I got something even better than that, right? I'm not only going to share a principle with you for your listeners, I'm going to give you a digital copy of the book for free. So, Amazing. Yeah. So check it out. One of the things that I talk about is the law of 212. And the law of 212 is that water is water at 211 degrees. But at 212 degrees, one degree more, the water begins to boil. And boiling water has changed the world. And some of the most significant victories have happened. And the most significant catastrophes have happened because of just one degree, one difference, one change, one slight adjustment. And what happens is that we get so comfortable in the 211. But if you want to get, you know, get to the extraordinary or extraordinary phase, then you need a 212 effect. And usually the 212 effect happens from the outside in. Someone enters your life, something happens, something that you think of that is unusual that you incorporate and it pushes you to the next level. This is why athletes, no matter how great these athletes are, they always have trainers, someone on the outside that can push them to the next level. Uh, So living in the 212, living past yourself is essential for greatness because naturally you're not, you're only going to push yourself so much. Naturally, you can only think of so much. Naturally, you can only go so far, but the pull strength and energy from other people to take you to the next level, that's how you get to the 212. That is a spiritual law because you need fire to mix with water to get the steam. That's a really good point of view to also see that because I feel like this is why we have people holding you accountable for certain things because I feel like people hit a wall. And so when you hit a wall, then you start seeing your limitations. But when you have someone holding you accountable, you can see past those limitations. Right, right. It's, 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 it's really amazing because you always need someone in your life to push you past you. Who has been that person for you? Well, fortunately and unfortunately, for years, I... Um, my father was that individual, Uh, although he had divorced my mom, he came back into my life and, uh, you know, he had a very instrumental part, but, uh, recently I have hired a coach. I mean, a real coach, not a person who has a coaching course. I mean, like he should be a NFL coach and he's on my, and he is on me every twice a week. He's giving me things that are so, I'm like, this is some hard stuff. He's like, I need it done. You know, and he's pushing me and he's and he's and he's and he's antagonizing me to the next level. And that is exactly what I need. You know, it's so funny. I've met some very wealthy individuals, successful in other areas, uh, not just with wealth, but just overall just winning. And, you know, they would make you know statements like, you know, I talk to my mentor every day. I'm like, dude, you know, you're worth like sixty five million dollars. Like, how many mentors do you have? You know, he's like, yeah, I got a team of people. Look at LeBron James. Like. He has what he calls his inner circle, right? Those people are pushing and coordinating and developing and, you know, yeah, you have to have an outside force to push you past yourself, definitely. 
And I think this is happening a lot with individuals who are not, maybe not in the NFL and the NBA, um, who are not maybe like interested leaders in the financial industry or whatnot. But um, I think folks in podcasting and, and whatnot, other sort of projects, they're calling them like mastermind groups. And yes. there's just a group of people and they so they meet, I think, like a couple of times a week and it's basically yes. just people pushing them and like, what are your goals for the week? And yep. we're going to hold you accountable. And next week, we're going to talk about them. Yep, definitely. That's it right there. And it's needed. Like, I think a lot of people, yeah. you know, you have folks who are happy, right? Like I have a, my listeners are mostly creators and entrepreneurs, but sometimes I get individual contributors and managers one not from like nine to five. And I think those folks are happy with their nine to five. And that's, if that is your goal, right? You want to have a good job and that's what you want to do and get some income. But then you have other people who want are more ambitious in that sense of like, I want to grind at night and the weekends because I want to build something for myself, but I also need that nine to five to pay the bills until I can like go on my own. Right. And those are the people that uh, some for me, they, they blow me away because I've met so many of them and I've interviewed their close friends who started a YouTube channel just for, I'm going to see where this goes and left their job and are making more than six figures a month. And when they were making maybe 70,000 a year, Wow. Wow. And and it's that group of people that you talk to that I think motivate you to just keep going yes. um, and build those mastermind groups. Yes. Are yes important. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Like my that's how that's how we were created. And one of the downsides of having, you know, social media is that it gives you communication, but no connection. Mm -hmm. You know? You know, it gives you introspect and you're talking, uh, texting back and forth, but there's no intimacy. And so it's through those moments of connection that we grow. So people, unfortunately, they're not growing spiritually, emotionally, and mentally because we're not in, we're not in contact with people. We're not connecting. We're just communicating. Yeah. And social media is also like, it's a good place to find people, but then people go into this rabbit hole of just comparing themselves with others and then they destroy their own journey. Yes, yes. They, or they get torn off course. Yeah. And so if people, if individuals and, and corporate companies as well, if they want to uh, learn more about uh, your services as a motivational speaker and maybe courses and things that you might uh, be doing, where can they learn more about you so obviously my website is seanharper.org uh, you can go to sean harper speaker um sean harper sean with a h s h a yeah, you can go to sean harper speaker at instagram uh, but also get that book and there's some follow-up information but get that book read about it and uh, if you have any questions or you know say hey i want to connect there'll be a way no problem where can people get the the copy of your book you can go to sean harper s-h-a-w-n-h-a-r-p-e-r seanharper.co seanharper.co are you looking to make a part two of your book are you oh, looking yeah. to, to to write something else on oh, on everything have, that you learn oh yeah i already have another book it's it's um it's it's off the print and it's centered around setting goals. And uh, it's an unusual book when it comes to setting goals because 
it was birthed out the fact that I was watching a football game in the stadium and I'm hearing these fans talk about these athletes like they're superhuman. I'm like, these guys aren't superhuman. These guys have external means, 212, external means and people around them that are helping them achieve their goals. And if you put the right people around you, you can also achieve your goals. That's nice. Are you going to make, um, I'm curious if you're looking of doing some sort of like online course as well, because I feel I like you've to. learned so much. Oh, you there. see, you know what? <laughs> I, I tell you what, um, it's, it's, it will be launched full goal in about another week. Go to seanharper.co, put your information in there. Daggone it, you will be the first people to get a hold of that. Mention first in the comment section is put first in there. And I guarantee you, I will get you that course at a substantial discount. You know what? It's a good year to start building and, and hitting goals. People can't yeah. go anywhere. You know, go. it's a good deal to yes. get your house in order. Good question. Are you in football as much as you as you used to or, or not so much? I like college football. I like nice. college more than the NFL. College seems like the people are just, it's just these players are more authentic. They're like, let's just play. I love the game. And the NFL level gets kind of political. Nah, I don't want to see that. Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, that is a good point. So I like to wrap up asking my guests two fun questions, kind of like just to get a little bit more of their personality out in the interview. Sure. And the first one is, if you would have dinner with someone from history, who would it be and why? Oh, of course. It would be anyone from history. Well, of course, it would be Jesus. I mean, I, I would love to have an amazing conversation with this man. But I know it's like, okay, outside of God, who would you want to talk to? Well, if it's not Jesus, then I would love to have a conversation with maybe Genghis Khan. I would love to have a conversation with uh, more contemporary Sir Winston Churchill. Yeah, I would love to sit down and talk with him about how he was able to withstand the pressure of World War II, having Germany like right across the channel. Wow, I would love that. Beautiful, I love that. Uh, and the last question, what show, documentary, movie, or book have you watched or read lately that you would recommend? You know what? You know, I don't watch a lot of movies, but I was sucked into this movie on Netflix called The Queen's Gambit. And I promise you that 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 show just to watch a young lady who has who has an extraordinary gift overcome insurmountable odds and even her personal challenges and her personal demons and to rise up and to become the world champion at chess. It, it was just that movie to me was fascinating. It was fascinating to watch her battle the internal demons and in, in the external, you know, forces and the adversity and just to rise through it. I loved it. I need to watch this. Everyone oh. keeps mentioning it and oh. I haven't made time for it. And I keep seeing it. I have it on my list on Netflix. And I just oh, keep passing it through. Like, tonight, start tonight. You Listen, get past the first episode. It's kind of like, eh. But after that, it's over. It's, that movie will grip you. It's like, I think it's about seven or eight uh it's a mini series and it's called the Queen's Gambit. You got to see that. I love, I love that. Well, you know what they were saying? I guess people play chess, but now because of the show, like more board games, like actual physical and people are buying it. Cause I guess yes. it became like a thing. That's the only thing I know about the show is that she plays chess, yes. but 
um, I guess is is this popular that people are so interested in the game now? Yes, she is. She is. She is a master because she has she has the ability to remember and to play the game in space. She can see and and she can remember everything. That's why she's so good at chess. I gotta watch it. It's on my list. So I gotta get to it. Is there anything else that I should have asked and uh, missed my mark on that? Yeah. Um, well, just in my, my opinion is I want the audience to change their perspective and rebrand life from a success model to a winning model. And that every person you have the ability to win this game of life, which is the fullest expression. This is how you win the fullest expression of who you are mentally, socially, emotionally, financially, of course, and most importantly, legacy. You have the ability to win. And if you, because if you didn't, then you wouldn't have been born. The fact that you were born means that you won. You're one of two million sperm cells to fertilize the egg. That means you're a winner. And now to move with that throughout life, Stop allowing life to rebrand and redefine your success, your goal, your target, your destiny, and who you are. Win from within. Yeah. And I, I like um, The Pursuit of Happiness, that movie with uh, Will Smith. I forgot the the yeah. actual man that he's playing uh, in the movie. Is it Chris Gardner or something? I, have no I believe so. Uh, so but, but basically, he says something like, um, people are going to tell you that you can't do something because they think that they can do it themselves. So like, right. don't let anyone basically tell you that. Yeah, and I think okay. that's really important as well, because um, like you were saying it, winning at life, I think we all have a different recipe for success of what success mm -hmm. means to us. So as long as you follow that, then you're, you're winning whatever it is that you want to do. That's it. Good deal. Well, thank, thank you. you so much, Sean, for being here. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Take care. Our limitations at times can be used as our own inspiration story to do more, to perform at another level. This advice, this story can apply to any of us, a creator, an entrepreneur, a corporate professional, anyone looking to reach peak performance in whatever it is that they would like to achieve. As this year continues to unfold, I hope you find the inspiration you need to reach any goal you may have in mind. Good luck and keep listening to the Turning Point Podcast. I have many great guests lined up for the next couple of months. But for now, peace out and see you next time.